0: Welcome to the Guidance with Grace podcast. My name is Grace, a personal trainer and nutrition coach in student well-being here at Columbus State Community College. I'm here to bring you the facts about current health and wellness trends and clear up any and all misunderstandings about various health and wellness topics. Along with expert guests, my goal is to help you discover what wellness means to you and help you make informed decisions during your health and wellness journey. Let's get started. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Guidance with Grace. I'm Grace, and today's topic is all about protein. And it's specifically, I'm calling this episode Protein Plateaus, mainly because a lot of us get stuck in a rut with what sources of protein we eat. And we kind of just always do the chicken or we always just do the beef or whatever. Um, for my vegan friends out there, you know, you're always you're always doing something regularly. We are very Um, habitual in our nature as humans. So we're talking about the variety of protein intake and specifically with the focus of meeting fitness goals, right? Protein intake is very, very important when you are, when you have specific uh, fitness goals, whether it's gaining strength, you know, trying to maybe even lean out a little bit, um, depending on like performance is very much, um, related to whether or not you have the proteins to kind of build up and repair your muscles after a workout. So today I have Don Lobenthal, and he has been on the podcast uh, many times. Welcome.
1: Thank you, Grace.
0: Um, He was my, actually, he was my professor in sport and exercise studies, and you're still in sport and exercise studies. Um, Yeah. So welcome.
1: Well, thank you. Thanks for having me on the, on the podcast. I know this goes out nationwide, so it's really <laughs> exciting to to be here.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, and really just spreading the word and educating our listeners about. Um, all different kinds of topics and specifically this protein one, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to getting your insights and your, your brain in on this. Oh, that's dangerous. <laughs> um, so let's just jump right in. We'll kind of skim the surface on, you know, protein recommendations. So, um, you'll find online like recommended daily intake or recommended daily allowance, RDA, RDI, whatever, um, it really it does vary based on your activity level for one, and then also your body weight kind of has a little something to do with it mm-hmm. um so there's all kinds of formulas you could probably find out there to kind of plug stuff in um but if you're really an active person, you are more of a that athletic level of your training you know five to seven days a week potentially um anywhere from like one to one point seven grams or grams per kilogram of body weight. Um do you have any insights on that athlete protein intake?
1: Yeah, that's the the current recommendation that almost everybody agrees on. Now, the National Strength and Conditioning Association it kind of leads the way in in that advanced training uh information. They are actually starting to recommend based on sport nutritionists and their research for strength power athletes that are creating a lot of um need for muscle protein synthesis they're suggesting Mm -hmm. 2.2 to 3.0 grams per gram of body weight right and again you're talking about individuals who are really pushing the envelope and so when people start to think about how much protein they should intake a couple things you have to ask yourself how much muscle breakdown is occurring during your workouts what are your goals so if your goal would be to add muscle you're gonna have to add more protein Mm -hmm. If if you're somebody who trains extremely hard and you know you have a lot of muscle breakdown, you're gonna have to add more protein. Um, but if you're someone who is just trying to maintain weight, you, you train relatively hard, but not to the point where you know you you think you're an athlete, then mm-hmm. you probably can stick in that 1.2 to 1.7 gram per kilogram body weight mm-hmm. protein intake.
0: Right, um, and then you have that non-athlete, average person who is like, you're not even at one yeah. gram per kilogram of body weight and can you refresh my memory kilograms to pounds
1: so just take your body weight in pounds and divide that by 2.2 if you really want to get technical divided by 2.2046 you're that fancy that technical but (laughs) we usually just use Mm
0: 2.2 and then that will give you your body weight in kilograms um since we are still not with the rest of the world in our (laughs) (laughs)
1: Right. Hey, it's been changing since I was in fourth grade, so almost there.
0: Right, exactly. Um, And then, you know, I thought it was a fun fact um, to kind of share with you guys is if you are just completely sedentary, you're not exercising, you're barely getting off the couch, barely getting out of the bed, um, and it's like a long-term thing, um, protein can actually just help you keep your uh, your, your muscle mass so that you don't waste away. It's called muscle wasting. And so protein definitely has a big effect on our bodies and on our muscles. Um, And so I did want to kind of uh, jump to like the complete protein. So going a little bit out of order, but the complete proteins is an important piece and understanding that can really kind of change the game for your recovery, Uh, making sure that you're getting Complete protein. So can you elaborate on what that actually means? Because I think that phrase is very common, but understanding what that means, um, mm-hmm.
1: needs to be Yeah. So there are a complete protein contains the nine essential amino acids. So these are nine amino acids that the body can't manufacture on its own. So it relies on us consuming um products that have these these amino acids. Now you can combine different types of food, like for example, uh, Wheat bread and peanut butter would com- create a complete protein. Um, or you can eat an egg, um, dairy, uh, a lot of animal protein provides a complete protein. And if you're a vegan, uh, they, they now are really good with the pea protein mixed with peanut powder. Pea protein, the only essential amino acid it lacks is methionine. And pe- the, pro- the uh, peanut powder provides that. So that makes that protein mix a complete protein. Mm-hmm.
0: And so how does, do you have any uh, insights on like how, if somebody isn't consuming complete proteins post-workout, how beneficial is that for their recovery?
1: So you're probably missing something. Again, post-workout is when the muscle protein synthesis, in other words, the, the, the muscles demanding more protein after a workout. So the muscle cell membrane is more permeable to nutrients. It's also more accepting of the anabolic hormones that both males and females produce that's what creates muscle development and so that is the time to consume a complete protein Um, that's one of the reasons why supplement companies would suggest a protein shake after a workout and everyone says there's a 30 minute anabolic window it's probably a lot longer than 30 minutes based Mm -hmm. on your exercise routine Mm -hmm. but that is that is the time to consume a, a complete protein Um, The old school bodybuilders, by the way, would consume, and this sounds kind of crazy, but they would have a can of tuna, which is a complete protein mixed Mm. with honey. So the honey, Mm. because it's high glycemic, speeds the protein into your system a little bit faster.
0: Yes, I have heard about that. And like, I've heard, oh, the recent days, it's like gummy bears. Yeah, Yeah. That is so interesting. Well, and let's just, you know, since we're kind of touching on that you know that the timing is certainly important um but the form of protein is i think just in, as important depending on again what you're what you're going for because they have a lot of powdered proteins out there mm-hmm. but you know what do you think about if somebody just actually ate like you said a can of tuna versus yeah. a protein shake
1: oh yeah i mean uh we we have a tendency to forget in the fitness world that there's actual real real, uh protein out there that you can consume (laughs) and and, uh you know you can you can you can do that it's not a problem um especially when i was in college i couldn't afford protein drinks you know so uh it was chicken and broccoli and sweet potatoes you know and and that would provide a complete protein the sweet potatoes of course are just there for the carbohydrates and, and other nutrients but um so yeah you can consume tuna chicken you can consume a handful of nuts and, and various forms of vegetables to cl- create a complete protein. Mm-hmm. People forget how much protein broccoli has in it.
0: Yeah. You know, it's loaded. Well, and even like I was looking up, you know, as I was doing some, you know, planning for this episode, I'm like, what other other than I mean obviously meat and seafood have protein. It's one of the bigger sources of protein and complete proteins that we can get. But, you know, what else is out there like things like quinoa and, you know, buckwheat and all you know chickpeas and like hummus is a complete protein if it has sesame seeds Mm -hmm. or like tahini in it um and so there are a lot of options out there and i think i i definitely want to stress the importance of getting variety because kind of like what you were saying with like you know you had the sweet potatoes in there for carbohydrates food is we do a great job of breaking down food and thinking about just the, the macronutrients and the micronutrients, but together they really do become a lot and help our bodies in so many other ways that um, I think we overlook when it comes to not just repair after a workout, but like general everyday functions Um, you, you like, it's good to isolate into a protein powder and have those supplements as options Um, but not forgetting to kind of still get a variety and eat well-rounded meals. And that can help you just as much sometimes, especially if you don't have the funds and whatnot to actually buy supplements and supplements can get pretty expensive.
1: That can get steep. Absolutely. And and people forget um, food is medicine, just like exercise is medicine and food and exercise are the two best forms of medicine that you can have that and stress reduction. Mm -hmm. And so, we get in, I know I get in this rut, and a lot of us do this, we get used to eating the same thing because it's easy to um, prepackage your meals, meal prepping, mm-hmm. you know, and so you, all of a sudden you look down and you've got five containers that have the exact same nutrients in it. And that can be okay, but it's so important to vary your nutrient, even if it's just changing up, like one day you have a handful of nuts, the next day you maybe have thrown quinoa, um, you need that variety of nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, and at this day and age of processed foods and foods that sit on shelves and in trucks for ages, you're not always getting hundred percent of the nutrition that it, that the, the label claims.
0: Right. Cause you have to take out like, even just, you know, thinking about fiber fiber is what makes a lot of foods go bad. And so when you process foods to make them shelf stable and make them last for years, you're taking out the fiber because fiber is going to make it go bad. Mm-hmm. And without fiber, it can wreak havoc on your body to keep eating foods that don't have the natural fibers, yeah. um, in them. Uh, and that's, you know, related to a whole other thing that I could really open a big can of worms with all of that. But, you know, like there's, you know, fiber has an important part in our diet. It's not just to help keep us regular with our bowel movements. Like there are other things that it does with foods, um, that it naturally occurs in. So, so just, you know, a little, I'll get off my soapbox for now, but. Eat, I agree. eat your whole foods too. Absolutely. <laughs> um so as far as trying things time frame wise, do you have any suggestions on like how how long would somebody try this approach of like I'm going to do a protein shake after my workouts and maybe eat a little bit more protein throughout the day. How long should somebody give that time that process? to kind of see some change. I, I don't know. Everybody's body's different, but kind of an average recommendation.
1: So uh, gender and age play a huge role in this. So uh, if you're younger, you can probably start to see changes in a month or two. Um, and, you, and you know the changes you're looking for. Are you more energetic? Are your workouts going better? Do you notice your clothes fitting differently? Have your friends said something about the way you look? Uh, your workouts themselves, are you getting stronger or developing more endurance? That's a sign that the diet is working if you're working out and busting your hump and no changes are taking place, that's a sign that maybe you need to make a change in that, either the nutritional aspect or the workout. Mm -hmm. And so it's hard to put a time frame. someone in my age category, we're gonna have to wait a little bit longer because uh, with age, your physiology takes a little bit more time to change. Mm -hmm. Also, if you are carrying a little extra uh, body fat, it's going to take a little longer because you, you're trying to convince your body to go from a calorie storing machine to a calorie burning machine. And that takes a little while. Mm-hmm. The key is patience. Um, yeah. And people are so impatient these days. And we live in the computer age where if it doesn't happen yesterday, it's not fast enough. Mm-hmm. But you have to, you know, if you're, if you're somebody who is thinking about, I want to start a, a, a New Year's resolution early. I want to get started in December when the fitness centers aren't crowded. Start changing the way I eat. Make small changes at first. But consistency is the name of the game and you always have a 365 day outlook not a two-week outlook
0: yeah or even just a month like it's nice to look at a month sometimes but you know progress sometimes happens pretty slowly and you certainly didn't get wherever you are overnight Mm -hmm. and it's going to take a little while and like you said consistency too like each week, if you're kind of just all over the place and, you know, you get to work out one or two days, but then the next week you get work out like four days, like consistency and kind of creating a little bit of a regimen can help too. It helps sure. an
1: awful lot. and Yeah. It's just a matter of, and people forget how to measure progress. They always look in the mirror. <laughs> yeah. That's the, that's one way. So let's say you started this week, start training and you were sore and you were tired and it was tough four weeks from now, all of a sudden you enjoy it. That's progress. Yeah. You've made significant. Your body has said, Hey, I'm strong enough to do
0: this. It's not scary anymore. It's kind of fun progress. I love that outlook. And it was something, you know, one of my clients, you know, just simple things like she wanted her husband to be able to pick her up and comfortably pick her up and, you know, and he could pick her up. And that was a sign of progress for her. And whatever it is for you, I think, as long as it's something that you can kind of not get too down about on yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, or also you can kind of help it helps you stay motivated, you know, like yeah. um having those things and those those times where you can kind of like note like, oh, this is different, or oh, this is a goal of mine instead of just a number on a scale. Because that number might stay the same for a while, but there's a lot going down in your body. Yeah, like muscle wise, like people often I feel like a lot of my clients are like, I look different, but my weight's still the same. You know, you've got your muscles building, you're you're getting more muscle mass and your, you know, your body fat is decreasing. And there's a lot of change that can happen without even seeing a number on the scale. Yeah. Um so, I hate following
1: the scale. Yeah. I, unless you're an athlete that has to meet weight. <laughs> right. Stay off the scale.
0: Yeah. Cause you have to get on when you go to your doctor anyway. So yeah, ask them if they calibrated eventually. recently. Ah <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Reminds me I need to check on our scales around here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for for chatting about protein. It's a definitely a hot topic, I feel like always. And so just revisiting that and making sure that our listeners and I hope that you guys share with your friends uh listen to this episode and kind of refresh your memory on protein intake, different variety, look things up. Um and you might be surprised on how it really does change your workouts and your progress and you can definitely um see a lot of good perks to getting a little bit more of a variety than what you might be used to all right that's all for today thanks for listening